struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We are live with the vault. I'm your host, Jessica Hastings Lesperance, and this is my co-host, Alexa Miller. I'm pumped. Alexa, who do we have the privilege of interviewing today? Yes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again. I am very excited to welcome Jenna Davis. Jenna has been selling real estate in the Collingwood and surrounding area for 12 years now and works for family-owned and operated Bosley Real Estate. She's a mother of two, Summer and Charlie, and lives with them, her partner Keenan, and their dog Echo in Collingwood. So thank you, Jenna, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm pumped. Me too. I always get so excited. <laughs> and you have such a great background. Collingwood, Collingwood, you've been in it for 12 years. You have two kids. Like, oh, I, yeah, I can't have lots wait. Of stories, I'm sure. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely lots of stories. Okay, so let's get started. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I first, um, well, I guess I'll go even further back. So I originally went to school for veterinary sciences, um, surprisingly enough. And when I moved to Collingwood, I did that for maybe a year, maybe two years or so. And I just realized it wasn't for me. It was just too slow paced and I needed something different. So I remember being up at my cottage one weekend with my mom and she was, she just randomly said, well, why don't you just try and be a realtor? We'd always watched HGTV together and, you know, chatted about um, homes and going through them and looking on uh, realtor.ca and whatnot. So I was just like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Like not even knowing a single thing about what I was doing or what I was getting myself into. So that was kind of the beginning of my real estate career that was back in uh, 2012. And yeah, the rest is kind of history. I started up with uh, Royal LePage here in town and I didn't join a team or anything right off the bat. I was an individual agent and just going through, going through the, the paces every day and trying to figure it out on my own. I love that. I love how right off the hop, you're individual, young, not really knowing what to expect, and you're all in. That's my favorite. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an adventure. I still remember the first time I got a paycheck. I think I still have the picture in my phone. I was, I got it. Uh, it was before there was electronic e-transfers for it or like direct deposit. You have to go pick up your check and. Um, I was out in the parking lot in my car and I took a selfie with it um, with my, you know, my face was so hot, like just the biggest smile on my face. It was, it was great. It was a good uh, milestone. Yeah. It's huge. Cause it's, you know, the blood, sweat, tears, commitment, sacrificing. It, it speaks so much, you know, it's not the number, it's the, the grind into it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I remember too, my very first client that I ever got was a referral from my broker. And, um, till this day, 12 years later, they were my worst clients. They were the most challenging <laughs> clients I'd ever worked with and just put me through the ringer, the very first deal I ever did. So that paycheck meant a lot for sure. I love it. So if anyone's listening out there and you are a new realtor getting into your first business, this is your prime example that 
you know, Jenna is still here 12 years okay, later, yeah. having the worst client ever in the first year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, it speaks a lot of you the fact that you didn't quit after that first deal. Yeah, it's so easy to want to, but yeah. you know, if your drive is there, then you'll stick it out. And you did that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right Surprise. on. <laughs> right on. So you are familiar with our area, like Collingwood, Owen Sound, Wyerton. Yeah. Yeah, so I, um, I I didn't grow up there full time, but my parents built uh, a cottage there when I was about six years old, and we've been cottaging there my whole life. So I do a little bit of business here and there up that way, just for some family and friends or particular particular properties. But um, I'm very familiar with it. It's definitely a close place to my heart, and um, I try and get up there as much as I can. Yeah, I feel like you have the best of both worlds. Like Collingwood mm -hmm. is, you know, number one of all of Ontario in, in some aspects and how you look at it. And then you have the Bruce Peninsula. Yeah, right. It's not far at all. You know, like when we yeah. pass up on a Friday night after work and we leave at five and we're there by six thirty-seven. Like it's just not it's not a far drive at all. So I remember when I was a kid, we used to live in Cambridge. So when we had to drive up on the weekends, it was a good three hour drive. And I used to just hate it. Right. Like after a whole week of school or whatever, then we had to hop in the car and pack up and drive three hours. So I feel pretty grateful that we're still we're we're very close to it now. We don't have to do that long haul after a week. Yeah, it, it is. Especially when you have kids, that long haul is, you know, yeah. you make it 45 minutes and you're like, are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're like every five minutes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's great. So how did you come into real estate? You kind of touched on that and you're mentioning that your mom mentioned it. So was it kind of just like, that's how it happened? Or was there any other moving pieces that brought you into it? Um. Not, yeah, not really. That's really the moment that I remember it beginning. And, you know, I mean, it was always something that I was interested in. It wasn't just like a random saying from my mom, oh, you know, become a realtor. You know, I'd always had mentioned it here and there and thought that it could be a fun job, but never really knew how to go about it. And then just when my mom had said it that one day, it really sparked an interest in me being like, yeah, maybe I, even though I just finished school and, you know, we put all this money into my education, my mom was so supportive and parent, both my parents were and saying, you know, if you don't like what you're doing, you know, make something happen and, and, and do what you want to do. So from there, I just started researching and figuring out how to get the school done. And it was pretty much right away that I got into the courses and, and, um, got my, got my license. I love that. I love it because you know, you have supportive parents who are saying, yeah, we've spent all this money in school and time. And so have you, but if you don't want to do it, go do what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Right. If there's any realtors out there who are considering the same, you know, kind of aspect of, I don't like where I'm at. I don't like the job I'm at, you know, same with Nick, when we were chatting with him, it was the same. Let's go do it. Yeah. Jump in. And Jenna, were you, you said, so you went to school and then you got started to get your license. Were you working elsewhere at the time? Um, and then did you go full-time into real estate or can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So when I first finished school, I was working at a veterinary clinic as a veterinary technician. Um, but also it wasn't a very high paying job at the time. I don't know if that's changed at all yet 
um, now, but at the time it wasn't great. So I, I was also working um, as a bartender and server up at the village. So I was doing both of those jobs. So the daytime vet tech, nighttime server and bartender. And then when I was taking my real estate license, I was doing the schooling um, in between those two jobs. And then from there, I quit my veterinary science or veterinary technician job and then was a realtor and a server um, at the same time. And I did that for a, a while until I felt comfortable um, to finally finish my serving job and uh, move full time into real estate. Yeah. You know, I, I, I talked to a lot of people who they're in the same boat. They're just hang on for dear life to that job. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the, the final, okay, I'm good to make this move. You know, I know a lot of people love to know what that is because I know there's some out there right now who I've yeah. spoken to who are still kind of in both, you know, I'm doing real estate part-time, but they say one, they want to be full-time, but they still have that part-time job. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it really is different for for everybody, but essentially for me, it took, it was about a year. I think I held on to that job for a year. And I also had set that goal beforehand where I sat down with myself and said, okay, I'm going to do both of these jobs. But after a year, that is at least where I'm going to start to seriously considering making that move. And when that came up, um, the year came up, I just made the decision to cut the tie. But in the end, I think it really comes down to just your comfort level. And no matter what time it is for you, it's always going to be a risk and it's always going to be scary. So it's really just pushing yourself and making sure you have that support network behind you and with you and uh, making the plunge and just doing it. It's scary. It was really scary for me. Um, but I also, at the time, I had a partner who was working full time and had a steady pace job. So I think that was really helpful too, to again, just have some support on the side. So, you know, okay, if I don't get a first deal and don't get paid for the first six months, we have money coming in that can pay the bills. And I think essentially that's where you would need to be is to make sure if you don't have that money coming in right away that you have that. So you're not super stressed out and then go back to that other job and, and not move forward with, with the real estate. It's so important to have that support for number one and yeah. second, that financial security in some way, right? hundred percent. I think that's a lot of the scary part, of course, being a realtor, you're on your own, especially if you haven't had, you know, an entrepreneur job before um, and not having that um, every two week paycheck, you really have to make sure whether it's a, someone supporting you or having some savings, maybe that's a way of doing it as well as, you know, set a goal as to how long you want to be in both roles, both jobs. And then while you're doing that, putting aside some money. So when you do go full-time, you have some some something to lean back on if you're not um, closing fairly quickly. Yeah, I 100% agree. I especially like how you use the term entrepreneur mm -hmm. and not a job. Yes. There are two different things. And I feel, you know, realtors coming into that first role have that lack of understanding of what that entrepreneur is mm -hmm. in a real estate business, right? They don't yeah. look at it business. Yeah. Until yeah. they're in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just about to say that it really, I mean, you can learn as much and talk to as many people as you want, but realistically it, like I said, I feel it's really taking that plunge and you just got to do it and you got to learn as you go. And it's just one of those things. 
I love it. I love who we have on. You're also inspiring. It's, uh, the, it's the, the vision in you. It's the, the high D personality. It's mm-hmm. the I'm going all in. I'm taking a risk and it has to work. There's no question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. So 12 years in real estate, there's got to be lots of successes and struggles. Can you touch on your successes you've had in this business? Yeah. Um, well, one of the ones that kind of come up right away is just recently. Um, so two years ago, like I'd said before, I started with Royal LePage and I was with them for a good portion of my career um, up until two years ago. Uh, I loved Royal LePage. They were amazing, um, did great things for me. Um, but an opportunity came about and Eight of us, um, other colleagues of mine who are also with Royal Page, decided to take a take another risk and open up the first Bosley Real Estate office here in Collingwood and Blue Mountain two years ago. So, oh. yeah, so it was um, it was it was scary. I had just had my second, so Charlie was just born. I I was not thinking that I was going to be switching brokerages and starting up from nothing. It wasn't just switching, you know, from Royal Page to the Remax down the street who has been here and has presence and people know who they are. It was a, it was a brand new brokerage that many people around here hadn't heard about. Um they're a Toronto-based brokerage and they have been opening up a lot of satellite offices throughout Ontario. And they have had their eye on this area for a while, but they had never really found the right group. And it just magically appeared into our laps and we all came together and opened it up and we got our own office. We renovated the office ourselves. We got all the signage ourselves. We really started from the bottom up. And now two years later, Bosley is a well-known brokerage here in the area. People know who we are. Our signs are all over the place. And yeah, for me, that, that was a huge success for, for myself and as a team. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love how that's a success. So what, well, you know, when you say switching um, from something that has to be built up again, opposed to something that's being established, what was the reasoning behind making that risk and jump, even though at that time in your life, it wasn't really something you're considering when you know there are other established uh, brokerages out there. So what was the one thing that drove you to that? Um, Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I do like to take risks and when, and I also like to take opportunities and when they're presented in front of me, if I see a good opportunity, it's hard for me to say no to. So we all just sat down together many times, had lots of different meetings, our broker record is Kristen Bosley. So it's a family run uh, brokerage uh, for 90 years now, or just over 90 years. And Kristen is amazing. She, she was one of the most supportive people that I had ever met. And the behind the scenes and support staff that Bosley offered uh, was something that I'd never really seen before. Um, and also, I was really looking when I first started in real estate, I was with uh, Royal Page Trinity. And it was a smaller brokerage, uh, closer kind of, it was more like a family. There was only about, oh, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 of us in the office. And I really liked that aspect of it. And when I moved, I moved to a different Royal LePage office, but it was bought out and um, 
went to another one and it was a lot, a lot bigger. Um, and it really didn't have that close knit family feel to it. So when Bosley came to us, we had our team in place, which was the eight of us. And also Bosley was, uh, well-established around that family run business. And it just sat with me and I, and it just, it made sense. And I, the more I thought about it, the more I really wanted it. So I did it. Love it. Mm -hmm. I love how you just jump in. Yeah. You know, high risk, high reward. And it went well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. All right. What would you say would be your biggest struggle in your real estate career? Well, there's many for sure. Um, <laughs> the one that kind of stands out to me is, and honestly still, which you'd think it wouldn't be an issue after 12 years, but networking. <laughs> I, when I'm doing it, I love it, but there's just some days I find it's really challenging to push yourself and motivate yourself to go out and meet new people all the time and brand yourself and sell yourself. Sometimes I just really don't want to do that. Or I, I just don't want to talk about real estate that day or, or whatever it might be. Right. So that's always been something that my subconscious has had to push myself to do. Um, so that is one that I struggle with from time to time. And another one is also the highs and lows of real estate. It's, uh, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to get through those highs and lows and dealing with the market. And sometimes you're crazy busy and you're spinning and you can't, you can't stop, you know, like your phone is just going off and you don't have time for your family and it's really, really hard. And then there's other times you're so quiet and you just, I, I don't know how many times I've said to myself, I need to get another job. I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is so like, I, this is, where's my next paycheck going to come from? So those scary times can be, um, hard on yourself mentally. And, uh, those are always, those days can be a struggle. Um, but in the end, I've always known that this is what I want to do. And I'm so passionate about it. And year after year, I get better at not only dealing with those times, but also knowing my own self and my confidence and my knowledge that I, I will always get through it and um, I'm good at what I do. Yeah, I love that. There's like so many parts of that. Like I love how, you know, you know, you're confident, you know, you like what you do, you have your passion. So any realtors out there who are struggling, because I know there are some, especially in this market, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you do the Jenna model where you're confident, you're passionate, you know, someone who's been in it 12 years and still has the same feelings. You know, I talk about this all the time is year one, we have those feelings, year two, three, five, six, 12. Even yeah. high tech producing agents who are trillionaires, mm -hmm. it's the same feelings. It's how we manage it. It's the mindset behind it, right? Like I, I love all of that because it's so important that we talk the real aspects of the fears, the struggles in our career, because we all have them. We're normal human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. because I find that a lot of agents in this business um, are so like eat, sleep, breathe real estate, mm -hmm. which is fine, but no one really is honest about the struggles of it, yeah. like mentally. And like, like you said, you just need a day not speaking to anybody. I had a day like that yesterday. Mm -hmm. I cleaned my whole house and I, I did have to talk on the phone a couple of times, but I was like, I just don't want to deal with anyone today. Yeah. I'm exhausted. So it's, yeah, it's it nice is. to hear just somebody else be honest about it. Yeah. And giving ourselves permission to do that. I think that's really important, yeah. you know, 
even with our clients, I think sometimes our clients have this perception of, oh, it's just all rainbows and sunshines. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. rainbows and sunshines. It is chaos. It, <laughs> I'll pull it, pull it, it together for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, again, going back to that support, not only within your household and family, but your support with your brokerage is super, super important. So picking that right brokerage where you feel that you're welcomed and they have good coaching and, and, uh, training and just general support. Like, I mean, after COVID when no one was going into the office anymore, um, that was obviously really hard. And I, I don't think that, a, I don't think a lot of people understand that a realtor is alone a lot. It's, you're not around a lot of people where you're in an office chatting with people all the time. And yeah, you have some appointments where you'll go see go see people and show property and, you know, open houses, that type of thing. But overall, I would say a good portion of being a realtor, you are alone. Um, So having that support where you can now that COVID's over and you can go into the office and having that culture and chatting and talking about your struggles and talking about your hardships in your day is really important to know that you're not alone and having like-minded people that you can talk to and vent with. Yeah, I 100% agree. Absolutely. Okay, my next question is for me. (laughs) And any young women listening that are in real estate or business in general, um, you had two of your kids while you were a real estate agent. Can you touch on um, touch on that in general and just explain to people and me (laughs) how you were able to get through with, you know, with a like, I'm expecting my first this fall, and I'm petrified. And I don't know what to do. And I just want to hear from another mother in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also a really good question. I'm trying to think back. I'm like, yeah, how did I do that? <laughs> well, with my first, so uh, that was almost nine years ago now. I I did make the decision to essentially step back and I, I took a good year off. So um, my partner at the time he again was working full time and he had an income that was able to provide us enough money so that we can get by. We lived a pretty simple life at the time and didn't have much debt. And I was able to be home with my daughter and not really worry too much about real estate. Now, there was a lot of pros and cons to that. It was wonderful. And I will never take that time back that I had with my daughter. Um it's really important, but also it, it took, uh, it took a lot out of my business, right? Taking a step back of real estate in it for a whole year. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of time of not talking to people and not connecting and not networking and not practicing and closing deals and all of that. So I think it really did set me back, um, quite a bit. So I think if that was a way that you wanted to go, I think that people just need to understand or women need to understand that it will take your, your business will take a hit and you have to be prepared for that. Um, but with my second, so that was only, well, it'll be almost three years ago now. It was, it was completely different. So this was during, he was a COVID baby. So, and during COVID, as most of, you know, real estate was crazy and it was a, a huge frenzy. And I was the busiest I've ever been in my whole career. So not only was I busy running around as a pregnant person, like massive running around, showing properties, doing a ton. Um, Once I had him, 
I, it didn't really stop. I remember I had him on September 8th and my birthday was September is September 23rd. And I remember I had, uh, I was doing a deal and Charlie was in my bedroom napping and I was sitting outside on the deck on my birthday, two weeks after I had my little guy working a deal with a really challenging realtor and us negotiating back and forth, back and forth for days on end. And um, again, it really just comes down to support. And at that point too, also, I had, I had quite a bit of experience under my belt and really being able to time management is so important. And so for me, it was just when my little guy napped, I just hustled and I just worked. And when he was quiet and, and tame and was allowing me to do so, I just, I worked and I worked and I worked and I did what I had to do um, to make sure that I got those deals closed. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for touching yeah. on that. I appreciate it. I love it. Cause I love how you offer the permission to work when he's sleeping, mm -hmm. work when he's quiet and there's nothing wrong with that. Do what you need to do. A hundred, a hundred percent. And, um, and then also allowing yourself to not answer the phone sometimes, you know, and just be with your baby and be with your kids. And that, that will come later and you can answer the phone in a little bit. I'm really, um, I'm really all about a life work balance. And as much as I love real estate, um, I love my life more and I love my family more and making sure that you put the phone down and take the time and know you know, what's important in life, um, is, is what's true to me for sure. Yeah. I like that you show both sides. So your mm -hmm. first child, you were like, Nope, I'm taking the time off. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, you're like, Nope, I'm going to continue on. And you know, I'll still be with my baby, but I'm still going to work when I can. And so it's nice to see both, both yeah. sides. I think you'd be surprised too, how many clients are, um, are open to, you know, your baby coming on showings. I remember, uh, with Charlie, I had showings. So Keenan, my husband would drive me. I would sit in the back with Charlie. He's like a couple weeks old. I would be feeding him in the back, like breastfeeding him in the back. And then I would go run in and do the showing or showings. Keenan would drive Charlie around in circles or, you know, through the neighborhood, come back. I would run back out if I need to do another feed for him and then go back in and finish the showings. It was so intense at points, but <laughs> Again, having that support of my husband and knowing what we had to do just to get it done is just, you know, where we had our mindset. Yeah. And I think it's awesome because it's, you do what you need to do without judgment mm -hmm. and nothing else matters, but your family and making it work. Yeah. Exactly. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. What would you tell your past self just starting in real estate? Oh, so many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think getting a good coach would be something that I really could have benefited from. When I first started in real estate, my office did have a lot of support and they did have a mentor there that I could um, go to on a weekly basis or whatever I needed. But it was just the one person and I didn't get to choose that person. It was just who they provided. Um, so I would tell myself to research find a good real estate coach that can make you accountable and start off 
on the right foot and and know your get your systems in place and uh, start out strong. I think would be uh, number one for me. And uh, next one I think would be wake up early. <laughs> I know that seems kind of you know simple or easy, but uh, I only started doing this probably within the last year or two where I was waking and it, it comes to with, with children and it's helpful, but waking and waking up early and starting my day before my kids wake up before anyone else wakes up and get what I need to get done to really benefit and have my full day has made a big difference in my career. So I, I think if I could go back and tell myself to do that from the beginning, um, I could have changed a lot of things and, and the, the beginning stages of my career. Mm, yeah, morning routines are key. I'm yeah. not a morning person and I I had to force myself the same thing. I don't have kids yet, but um I just get yeah, more done when you're up earlier. I'm not a 5 a.m. riser by any means, but just that extra hour or two before when I would normally wake up, it makes a big difference. Yeah. And I like what you said with the coaches, find someone that you can choose. Yeah. It's so important. I agree with that. Absolutely. Like minded, you know, yeah. someone that you feel good about and that they understand who you are as a person, as a realtor, I think is important. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I also feel it's important to know how many units they've done. Like not everything's based on that, but it, it is important for that experience factor, mm-hmm. right? They need to be a little bit ahead of where you are, or where you want to go. Very much. You think so, about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. How can we learn at someone at the same pace as us when we're trying to break through if that's our goal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jenna, I know you're into investing. I'm really excited for this question. Can you tell us a little bit of your future goals? I know you're mentioning investing in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, I'm also a real estate investor. I'm so passionate about it. I last year, Keenan and I joined um, a real estate investing community, which has blown my mind and has been teaching me so much. Again, even after being in real estate for 12 years, the things that I'm learning about investing is massive. So really my future goals in real estate is not only to grow as a realtor in the real estate investing market. So working with more real estate investors and teaching more people about real estate investing, but also growing and scaling my own real estate portfolio and um, learning as much as I can about it. So those are really my my next two to five years or three to five years is where I want to put my focus. Well, I'm so excited. So a thousand more questions. <laughs> can you tell us about this real estate investing community and then a little bit about your portfolio? Yeah. So... Uh, the real estate investing community is called Keyspire. So it's actually, you, many people may have seen, seen um, ads on through social media, but it, they have Scott McGilvery behind, behind them. Um, so he's the HGTV guy. And he started up this community years and years ago with his college buddy. Um, and it's just blown up. And last January, uh, we took a three-day workshop over the weekend and blew our minds. And from there, we just never looked back. So we have a real estate investing coach. We have multiple um, programs and courses that we can take online to teach ourselves about private lending 
and scaling our real estate investing with joint ventures and all the goods. So that's a little bit about Keyspire. They also have a wonderful um, Facebook community where there's about, I don't know, maybe three or 4,000 people across North America that have, that have also um, joined in our members. And we all just network back and forth with each other. And if you really put forth your energy and intent, uh, it can go a long way. I've met so many people across Canada and the States that are teaching me every day about what I can do and how I can scale. And um, yeah, so they're, they're amazing. If anyone's looking to get into real estate investing and don't know where to start and want some sort of community, Keyspire is huge and reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you more about it. Um, but yeah, they're fantastic. Awesome. And then how is your portfolio if you've been uh, in, in, you know, taking in that community investing courses and programs? Yeah. So my, our portfolio isn't massive, um, but it's definitely there and we're getting going, which we're excited about. So our first, so what we like to do is we like to value add to homes and make whether it's a single detached home or a duplex and create more units into the property um, to create more cash flow um, each month so I bought our first home in Collingwood back in 2009 and uh, lived in it for multiple years um, I actually moved out with my ex at one point we rented out as a single family home um, I ended up separating from him and I moved back in on my own with my daughter. And from there, that basement sat empty. Um, we didn't really need a lot of room. We mainly lived on the, the main floor. And every time I went downstairs to do laundry, I'd look at this empty space and being a realtor and knowing the potential of real estate, I just would say this, this could be making money. It could be making me money. I really want to do something about it. But just being newly separated and a single mom, I really didn't know where to start with the money aspect and hiring people. It was that was still all new to me. So um, shortly after, I met my current partner, Keenan, and he is probably the most handy guy I know. Um, he's into contracting and all that good stuff. And one night over a couple of glasses of wine, we just started chatting and it all began. And um we created a second unit in the basement. Then we moved up to our uh, main floor and renovated up there. Um, eventually we moved out and uh, now we rent out both of those spaces. And it's a big money maker for us because I bought the property back in 2009. The mortgage is quite low. So uh, yeah, that, that place is really special to me. And um, that's kind of how I got started with it all. And then from there, I we we kind of did the whole home equity line and pulled money. You know, we got an appraisal done on the property, the value add on not only from what we did. So the active appreciation that we created to the property um, with the renovation, but also the passive appreciation over time, that house increased in value just with the real estate market. Um, we had a really great appraisal and we were able to pull some money from it and buy our next property. So we bought one, uh, we bought our next principal residence. From there, we did the same thing and did another appraisal on our principal residence after some time and some renovation, pulled some money from there. And then we just bought another one out in Meaford 
which we are currently in the process of adding a second unit to that property as well. And that will be a legal duplex. Love it. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. I love, yeah. I love how you started with your first one and you had to live in it during it. And yeah. then eventually you moved out because we all have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And house hacking is really the best way for any person to start in real estate investing if you want to if you have and then there's lots of different ways of doing it you know you could just do a room if you're in an area that allows for short-term rentals you could short-term rent a room you could short-term rent a basement you could rent out the basement or even we've gotten into uh renting out garage space um the unit that we have or the property that we have in meaford has a really big detached garage and we weren't using it and so we rent it out for storage space. And that's another way of getting into real estate investing is, you know, you got an, even an empty plot of land. If you're on a big piece of property, there's so many people that want to be able to store their stuff. And if you're living in a small town or even a large city, there's not storage isn't, um, there's not a lot of it, to be honest, around here in Ontario. So there's always people looking. So even just having someone store their RV or their boat and bringing in additional income is a great way of starting um, in real estate investing too. Love that. Okay. So what would you recommend to a new realtor that's just starting their career? Um, I'd probably go back to what I'd said about myself and starting off with a good coach and a mentor. Um, I would definitely say getting out of your comfort zone. And I know that everyone always says that um, it's easier said than done, but real estate, even after 12 years of being in it, I'm learning that you always have to push yourself out of your comfort zone to be where you want to go and to become successful. So going out and door knocking or making those calls that you don't want to make or setting up your networking and going out and having coffee with someone you've never met before. So really pushing yourself from the beginning and knowing that's part of what the job is, um, is something I would definitely uh, recommend in your business and just keep learning. You know, if you're, if you're slow one day and you're just feeling like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm never going to get another I'm never going to sell another house in my life. You know, every, every realtor has probably said that at least once in their, in their career. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep learning. If you're feeling you have nothing going on, you know, do a course or pra practice and do your social media or make some phone calls or go for coffee or even just go to a coffee shop and just chat with people. Um, just keep growing your skill and learning as much as you can and meeting as many people as you can. Yeah, I agree. I think it's getting outside of your comfort level and being the expert in your market, right? Mm -hmm. Like right now we go back to the basics of learning, you know, our stats, what's happening, the bank rates, you know, knowing the information. Yeah. Do something. Don't just sit in the wow. office. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, all right. So last question, where can everyone find you, Jenna? Yeah, your best off is Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm Jenna Davis uh, underscore realtor. So that's where I could, um, you could reach out to me in the best spot. Okay, awesome. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today. Yes, that's Jenna Davis, everyone from Collingwood. Reach out to her if you have any questions, especially for um, that real estate investing community. I think it's a really good resource for mm -hmm. anyone considering 
and use Jenna as your, you know, your go-to person. Yeah. Your expert. Yep. Yeah. And on my Instagram page, I'm really trying to start to intertwine my real estate business as well. My real estate investing portfolio together. So, um, come, come by my page and, and follow and yeah, feel free to message me about any, any sort of real estate question or real estate investing question. I'd be happy to help. Thanks so much, Jenna. Thanks, Jenna.